Well, it's been a while since we had this, since we've had this, uh, this man on here with us. He's actually, I think, in his second or third year as general manager of our 73s. Absolute wagon going on right now. They're 26 1 and 1. Uh, let's welcome to the show again 73s GM, Mike Paley. Mike, what's hey. up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks again for, uh, for having me on. It has been a while. Um, it's been too long. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think, I think the first time we did it, we were uh, we were on lawn chairs in your basement, <laughs> and uh, we had to run over and get beers out of a cooler. And <laughs> now you guys are now you guys are a big outfit here with studios and live streaming. So it's uh, it's good though. I know how much uh, our our guys appreciate coming on here and you guys having them. So, mm. Tris, go ahead, buddy. I know you're chomping at the bit. Let's go, brother. Well, I just. I guess just to kick it off, I want to ask, like, how has the experience been so far? Just being general manager coming in, talk, talk about that. What it was like to start up as a GM. Well, it was definitely different for me. Uh, it was, and it's certainly the time I came in was the uh, COVID year. So uh, that was, you know, that was kind of a, a, a difficult situation because, you know, you came in, you obviously wanted to make an impact. Um you know, we did our best to, to start doing some recruiting and, and get things going, workouts and that kind of thing. And we kind of got teased a little bit, we got pushed out with COVID and, and everything like that. So I was, uh, I was extremely excited to come in here. Uh, and I still am, by the way, I'm still very excited to be here. Uh, you know, the first year, obviously being COVID was a little bit tough uh, when they shut us down. Um, I think we refocused on, you know, what we needed to do last year. Um, and I think we made some, some big improvements last year with our team. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, this year here was, was obviously a year where we, we wanted to recruit well in the off season. Uh, and, and I feel like we did. And, uh, you know, to go back to, to your original question, what's it feel like? I absolutely love it here. I love coming to the rink every day. Uh, we've got a great group of players and, and I don't mean that on the ice. Of course they are, they're playing well. But we have a great group of, of individual young men off the ice as well, which uh, which is very easy to come here and, and not have to worry about, you know, too much drama or anything like that. Uh, and then, of course, in the coach's office, we have a we have a good staff that uh, that like to be around each other. So it makes things very easy when, uh, you know, you enjoy coming to the rink every day. And, and I do. So uh, the experience so far in Essex has been second to none. Uh, you know, I, I to take my coaching hat off and put this hat on. I, I didn't know how I do. Um, and I guess depend on who you ask. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing, but um, I feel like we've made some good strides here and uh, I feel like we're heading in the right direction. It, it's it, and I should say this. It, it's not like I came into a, uh, a franchise or, or a hockey club, uh, you know, that struggled with fan base or stuff like that. I mean, realistically, we came. I, I had the opportunity to come into a very uh, tradition, uh, tradition based hockey team that had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of history here and uh, had a lot of good things going forward already. So I hope, hopefully I've, I've been able to put an impact that and, and you know, put a uh, bring it to the next level here if we could. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see numbers in the stands going up every week, every week it's up it's up it's up it's more 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 so you guys are obviously doing something right so mike like what i want to know is there anybody new on the team that you that kind of threw you off guard that's doing obviously you know everybody's going to do well you have them on the team for a reason but is there anybody that you is kind of just 
how'd you just how's you going wow yeah well attendance is up in this town because we sell beer at the games yeah that is true that <laughs> um, is true but no I, i'm 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 being sarcastic obviously. that's 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 probably partially true i'm, I'm sure i'm sure it helps i'm sure it helps um man i'll tell you to answer that question you know was there any surprises um I, I think we going into this season, you know, it's no secret last year, last year, when, when we turned out over a lot of our team, like uh, at, towards the, from the time we started in, and we had everybody signed in mid September to, to January 10th, which was the trade deadline last year. I think we turned over eight players, um, which is, which is 100% more than we wanted to do. Uh, but had some opportunities there, uh, had some guys that we felt, you know, may or may not have, have, we had some better opportunities we felt like to improve our hockey team. And, and when that comes up, we have to do it. Um, so going into this season, I, I feel like we had a good base, you know, with the guys that were coming back. Um, probably the biggest surprise this year with us getting the injury bug and playing, you know, eight, sometimes nine guys short some nights is, is the quality of the APs that we've had come in too. Um, you know, we've had guys that came in as APs here that, you know, could easily play in this league, uh, on our team as well. So we were extremely lucky to recruit some of those guys as APs and, uh, you never really think at the beginning of the year, um, oh boy, we better have a strong AP class. But I mean, this year in particular, we've had guys that came in, I, I don't want to miss anybody, but, you know, uh, guys that we didn't know how they would do when they got here and and fit right in with the team quite honestly like we we put these guys in tough situations and uh against big uh, big teams and and they came out shining and and learned our system a bit of practice that kind of thing so um to answer your question um at the beginning of the year we didn't know about 16 year olds uh we signed Goovy there we had a couple other ones that were at camp that are APing with us right now with uh Kale McCabe and Travis Sevick um, you know, they were obviously in the mix too. Goobies had a good season. So I would say not, I'm not surprised by that, but, um, you know, when I look at the board, uh, which is right here, we were expecting a lot out of our players this year and, and, uh, and we recruit, I feel like we recruited well in the off season, bringing in, you know, guys like Arch, uh, Hammer, uh, Goody, um, Cracks, you know, a couple of these guys that, that we had our, had our eye on, uh, we, we were fortunate enough to land them here and uh, they've certainly helped us out. So, mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, so talking more into this, I understand it's kind of a, it's integrated with the scouting team as well, bringing in those players, but I'm curious if there was any specific traits you look for in, in those players to add to the team. Like I know Jake Archer, for instance, brings a one-timer, which could help you out your power play and more speak to that yeah arch was uh arch was a funny one i mean we we I, we started on him last year uh he we knew he was in markham and then he went to the the states to play uh he came out for skates with us uh in the summer um not knowing where he was going to be and uh you know arch called me and you know, i was actually in nashville uh, on vacation and arch called and, and uh, i had to take the call and uh you know he he said that he was interested in coming to essex and uh of course, we were excited about him, um, you know, obviously playing at a higher level, uh, you, you know, even if you look at uh, his points and stuff from last year, they, we figured he was a guy that could excel at this level. We've seen him play. Uh, uh, but yeah, I would say, you know, Tristan, from, 
uh, recruiting aspect, I would say, you know, obviously you look at positions and see who you need. And then I think you look at, for us anyways, look at who's available, who can we get? Um, how, did, how are they going to fit in the team? I mean, one of the questions we always ask is, you know, are we getting in a good person? You know, uh, I've always said that, you know, um, and then, you know, obviously I would arch and hammer and goody. I don't want to miss anybody here. Cause I know we picked up some, uh, uh, most of our defensemen came back, but, uh, we also picked up, you know, McCracken, Gouvermont, um, Barrett, you know, these guys were all, you know, character players, uh, that fit in with the team. Uh, obviously identifying where you need positionally is one thing, but, uh, you know, making sure that you have. Uh, good people in here that, that are going to fit in with the team is probably the biggest thing for us. Mm-hmm. One of the guys this year who's really impressed me this year is Luke Shirk. I feel like he's really come out of his shell that he's really just, he's really like, he's an all around fucking player now. Like he's so good. He's already got what 20 or 21 goals and you mm-hmm. have him for another three years. Don't you? Yeah. We're, we're extremely lucky with Shirky. I mean, uh, there's a, I don't want to just isolate Shirky because there are other guys on our team that, uh, you know, have passed on playing at a higher level to stay here. Shirky's probably one of them. There's no doubt in my mind that he could play. He could play junior B, uh, you know, and there's probably some other guys in here that have done the same thing. They've formed Oregon junior B camps to come here. And and that's what's pretty exciting about it. Um, Shirky, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those guys. He's uh, he's, he is, he's literally a heart and soul guy. Uh, I think we put the C on him one night uh, against Wheatley and he went out and played is probably one of his best games. Um, mm-hmm. I was aside from points, night. aside from points, we're not, we're not huge stats guys in, in this room. You know, we don't generally identify, identify like the player, of the game doesn't go to the guy that had the most points. It's the guy that played the game the right way and, and maybe, and made an impact in the game uh, differently than, than on the score sheets. So, Jerky's one of those guys. He he's you, you can put him in any situation, power play, penalty kill. You're, he's going to give you 110 percent every night, and uh, you know he's going to play through whatever he's you know whatever injuries. Uh, he's just a tough kid, and uh, we're extremely lucky to have him. You know, one of my favorite players, and he's a little bit of a character here in the room, but uh, <laughs> um, you know he does add he does add a lot to this team. Uh, he's a, he's a really good kid kid as well. So uh, you know we're we're really lucky to have him. Mm-hmm. I would say one guy who's impressed me and just because I've I've seen him play for a few years here and I didn't think he really had this kind of vein in him but Everett Parent has become a very good offensive player for you guys last year was a great two-way centerman like fantastic penalty killer role player but now he's like really taking the next step being a top six guy I agree with you 100 percent Percy's played you know, last year, I think last year he got better as the year went on in playoffs. He was really good last year and he's taken his game to another level this year. I agree with you hundred percent. He's uh, he plays the game the right way. You're going to get 110 out of him. You know, he's and, and you're right. You look at the, you look at the stats at the end of the day and, and, you know, I think Percy's in the top two or three on our team, maybe third or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, he deserves it. Like there's a lot of times where guys get goals throughout the night uh and you say you know that guy deserves a goal he's he's worked his bag off he blocked the shot he made the right play in our zone and next thing you know the puck's in the net and he's one of those guys he's mm-hmm. he's one of those sneaky guys where every night you get in the room and you know you're doing an assessment of your lineup and he's always at the top of the list he's always you know what you're getting with him and uh again extremely lucky to have him he's really good in the dot 
uh, he, he plays a great two-way game and uh, he's a, he's a very honest player, which, uh, you know, I don't want to isolate that just to, to him. We have a lot of guys that are playing the right way, but certainly agree with you, Tristan, a hundred percent. He's uh, he's been a big asset for us this year. Mm-hmm. I think one of the other things that's been really big for you guys too, is you guys in net your goaltending this year is phenomenal. Like those kids, I think uh, we talked yesterday on the show there and we said that goals against was like 1.18 and your goals for is like five. Um, We know um, um, Jamie there installs, like he wants to play defense, defense, defense. He's always worry about your own end first, which is great. So can you just kind of speak on the guys in net and just kind of tell us um, just how you think they've been so far? Uh, well, that goes without saying. I mean, you, you don't get to have a record that we have right now, obviously, without playing, you know, defensive hockey. But, I mean, uh, if you guys were at the Lakeshore game the other night, uh, the shots were even. Um, we probably t- took got a, a few bounces and took advantage of a, a few breaks. But uh Kevin played extremely well he made the saves when he needed to he's done it all year to be honest with you uh brighter um yeah. I mean we are lucky to have a 1a 1b situation here where either one of them can go on any night and we're we're, we're comfortable with both of them like um you know it's it's it, we're really fortunate to have the two goaltenders we are uh you know obviously with brighter returning last year uh he didn't get he didn't get, uh, he played quite a few games last year and, and quietly was one of the best goalies in the league last year too. There's not a lot of, a lot of buzz around Brider uh, last year. And this year he, we came in expecting, you know, big things out of him. And we got a guy to compliment him with Cav very well. And both of them have taken the ball and run with it. Uh, they get along well in the room. They support each other. Uh, they care about who wins and loses. And, you know, it's nice to see both of them at the top of the, uh, of the league. Uh, mm-hmm. because they certainly deserve it they both work hard uh we you know and and of course uh hopefully our, our style of of hockey helps them out a little bit but uh you're never going to win without good goaltending it doesn't matter what, how mm-hmm. good your team is and both of those guys have played extremely well for us down this, this year so oh yeah big time so Ant, you talked about the uh goaltending tandem there i'll talk i, I want to ask mike about the defenseman that you have so what what made you guys feel comfortable with the decor you had? Because it's mainly stayed the same. You might have uh, I know Adam went away for school and, but like what what made you guys comfortable keeping the decor the same? Yeah, I would. That's a good question. Um, we knew about some commitments that we had out there. Uh, we do have the same defense. We didn't recruit any defensemen from last from this year. Um, in fact, we did sign Adam Dunn. Um, it, uh, it absolutely killed me to hit the, the send button on the release uh, note. He, uh, he played, he came in. Uh, it, it was, it's very ironic. We have, uh, with the defenseman that we had injured, we had McKim, Noble, and uh, Fieldsy out. And uh, Kimmer and Nobes, we knew were going to be back at some point. Dunner came in at a really good time during the holidays when he was home. We signed him. Uh, he's now going to AP with us, uh, which is good. So we can still uh, use him for some games when, when, uh, when he's home or down the stretch. But uh, to answer your original question, we dropped Cranker. Cranker was a centerman last year. We dropped him back, and he has been absolutely unbelievable on the back end this year. Uh, he still showed a little scoring touch uh, with a nice goal uh, uh, on a penalty shot the other night. Um, 
But in, in fairness, we had guys like Balmy and Braddy uh, who have been steady the last two mm-hmm. years. And, and quite honestly, whenever we bring up names that become available, uh, uh, those guys have taken it to another level here, uh, you know, especially, and I, you know, the, the toughest thing for us will do is when we have everybody healthy again, like when Nobes and, and Fieldsy and, and uh, Kim are back in, you know, now we got seven defensemen having to pick six of them is going to probably be the toughest thing. It's a good problem to have. But, uh, and even, even with Trife, like Trife's, Trife's committed commitment was to football early in the year. Mm-hmm. So we spotted him in and, uh, to be honest with you, Trife's, Trife's played a lot better this year than he did last year too. So these guys haven't given us any reason really to shop around and get, get some more guys. We've been happy with them and the way they're playing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously with our style, uh, we need the forwards to come back and help, uh, help out, but, uh, having a, a solid decor and good goaltending is definitely a good start. So mm-hmm. indeed um fieldsy there is wearing the c this year i just kind of want to know what you guys seen in him to um choose him to be the like leader of your squad yeah that was that was a that was a group decision i mean obviously we want to uh we want to do that as a staff whenever we pick the c's and a's as a leadership group um i do want to say that it could have probably went to five or six different guys i was just gonna say yeah. I, I don't, uh, you know, and I don't want to take anything away from Fieldsy because, you know, he's definitely a, a really good leader and a good captain for us. He's, he's got the respect of the players in the room. He's got the trust of the coaching staff. And again, I don't want to take that away from anybody else because at any time we, we've asked guys to step up and put either a C or an A on um, and, and they've done it. it, it honestly, like a, I hate the individual side of hockey and the mm-hmm. captains and the assistant captains. It's, it's obviously important. But, uh, you know, we could put, we could put a C or an A on anybody any night and, uh, you know, and, and be fine, absolutely fine with whoever. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think it's, it's a really cool thing. You know, it's a good tradition to have uh, your captains and assistant captains, but there's guys that have played, uh, played their way into positions like that. Uh, get back to your original question. Uh you know, Fieldsy is a guy that has a lot of respect on the ice. Uh, he's got a lot of respect in the room. Um, you know, he's a guy that uh, the players look at as a leader in here. Uh, we look as as a guy that we could bring in and, and, and as a you know mediator between the co- coach's office to the the um, to the to the dressing room, obviously. So uh, Fieldsy was was a really good good choice for us. Not not an easy choice. Uh, when you're talking about season A's with the with the uh, quality of people that we have in, in on our team, but mm-hmm. um, definitely could have went to to five or six different guys in my opinion. Uh, happy to have Fieldsy as our captain, and uh, I think he's done a great job mm-hmm. so far. Are we expecting him back anytime soon? Yeah, I think so. Um, we, I think it, we've got four guys that are still out, uh, and I think Fieldsy's probably Fieldsy and Nobles will probably be back around the same time. Um, which I'm thinking is probably two weeks out, but I don't know for sure. Probably have to talk to, you know, our, 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 our training staff and uh, obviously uh, the doctors that are involved in it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we basically have them monitor it. Uh, it was nice to get Kemmer back the other night. Uh, now the Dunner's gone. Um, but yeah, a, a little uh, DJ. DJ is probably mid-February. Obviously he's still in a boot. So he's got, I think, three more weeks before he can even go on the ice. Um, and then Bugsy, I think we're looking at, um, 
Bugsy, I think we're looking at after the cruise, maybe first week of February. Uh, I think he's getting some strength back and the pain's gone down. So uh, really screwed up year though. I mean, I've never <laughs> seen something like this and I'm hoping we get it out of the way. So 2023 is a better year for us. <laughs> Indeed. Speaking on that, going into playoffs, I'm not sure how much you guys get a chance to watch teams outside of the division, but who do you think, aside obviously from Lakeshore in our division, is going to pose the biggest challenge in the playoffs? Well, I think there's a lot more parity in the league this year than there was last year. I think last year, I think it was, you know, pretty much down to four teams last year that could have won the Stobbs division championship. I think I think Lakeshore was definitely the favorite. I mean, they they had a, a pretty good lineup over there. Um, we I felt comfortable that we could take a run at them, and I think we did. As far as this year goes, I mean, there's probably five, six teams this year that, uh, you know, are, are, are playing well. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the, we get we try to get up for those teams and, and play big games against those guys, too. So um, as far as outside of our, our, our division, like uh, other than the four or five teams that we have, maybe five, six teams that we have in the Stubs, I know we don't get a ton of chance to watch the other games. It's not on hockey TV. Uh, you know, I keep up to speed with some of the GMs uh, around the league um, to, to see how things are going. Obviously, we do have, you know, annual meetings and stuff like that. There's the, the if, if whoever get comes out of the, the stops division, obviously plays the, the winner of the Yuck division. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty tight there. They're pretty tight at the top. I think there's four teams that are that are at the top there that are pretty close to each other. So um who knows i think north middlesex came out last year and uh yeah. they've got they've got some talent on that team uh but i know there's there's some other contenders over there so who, whoever it is if we get if we're fortunate enough to play them i'm sure it won't be easy so no i look what forward I, to that yeah what i like too is man jamie mcdermott what a hire like he's been so good for you guys and he was like all hesitant on on doing it and it's like man how good has he been yeah, we waited that one out. I mean, I, I talked to Jamie after, uh, obviously, after Danny and I talked after last season. Uh, I talked to Jamie right away, and you're right; he was a little bit hesitant on it. Um, but I felt like I felt like he wanted to do it. Uh, I felt like you know, I know that it's a it's a bigger commitment to being an assistant coach, and I don't want to take anything away from you know being an assistant coach because that's a big commitment too. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously with the head coach, it, it is a, it's a bigger commitment. Uh, Jamie's done like uh, an incredible job of managing the, uh, of being able to step in here as the head coach. Um, I can't think of anybody that outside of him, like we, we did some other interviews. Uh, I did a few inter other interviews with some other people. Uh, Jamie was the guy that I wanted and I was willing to wait it out. Uh, I feel like with his history here uh, and I even, you know, as, you know, as an assistant coach here last year, I see that he has the respect of the team and, and the players. And uh, he was certainly my number one choice. And uh, I just waited it out, got him, uh, waited till he had too many beers and he committed. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, I did wait. I did wait on him. And, uh, you know, we are fortunate enough to have him. And uh, he's done a great job with the team. You know, we're playing good hockey right now. Um, and I don't want to take anything away from Danny. Danny was a hell of a coach too. Mm -hmm. uh, but when he wasn't available anymore, uh, we had to move on. And, and uh, Jamie was my first choice. And, and I'm glad he's here. That's awesome. Now, as it relates to coaching, uh, the power play, which has been 
clicking very well for you guys. I don't have an exact statistic for it, and I was curious, what, what do you feel? Uh, is it more coaching or player talents that contributes or maybe a combination of both? Yeah, I would say I would say a combination of both. I mean, we don't we're not even really sending out power play units right now. I don't know if you noticed, but like there, we a lot of times we're just rolling the line still. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is, is that going to stay? I, I don't know. I, that'll be up to, to Jamie and the staff on, on how they want to if they want to, you know, get down to two units or, um, you know, there, there are guys that that play well. Yeah, you mentioned Jake Archer, you know, he's he finds a little spot over in the side there and he's he's a perfect uh, setup guy. He's, he's probably one of our top power play guys. But I mean, at the end of the day, power play is about hard work. It's about retrieving pucks, uh, you know, in the corner, getting the pucks first, mm -hmm. um, making sure your zone entries are clean. Uh, not necessarily setting up, but making sure we're getting quality chances and getting pucks to the net. So um, I think a little bit of both, Tristan, I think you nailed it when you said a combination. I think it's, uh, you know, making sure you have the skill, the guys that can put it in, and then making sure that you have the work ethic uh, to, to be able to, to keep the puck down there. Um, some of the best power plays that are out there are just guys that work hard, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and make sure that they're getting those pucks in the corner, um, getting the right spot, getting the puck to the net. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, even when I coach in Windsor, um, some of the best power plays that, that Eric, Eric Wellwood and, and those guys ran were simple power plays. We're, we're mm -hmm. getting the pucks to the net, banging rebounds. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes when you're struggling, you got to go that way. We're lucky this year that we've got some goals on the power play. And I think, you know, realistically, it's come from all four lines. So it's mm -hmm. been it's been good. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Is there anything you've kind of learned from when you first grabbed, when, well, when you first joined there with the threes? So is there anything that you've learned from then until now? Oh, I, I think it's every day. I, I really do. I mean, I don't, that sounds a little bit cliche, but I, I think you <laughs> learn something every day as far as what you could do better. And, um, you know, I talked to our staff about that too. How, how can we all get better every day? And I mean, this is a, a PGHL team and but 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 in order for us to 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 hopefully get to or be at the top I think we all have to get better every day I've, I've learned every you know it, whenever you miss a signing or you, you hear that uh, you know another team got a player you know we always look to say hey could we have got that guy do we want him um how do we you know did we miss out on that and you know we we've done we have done that like we've saw players go to other teams and be very good very good. And we passed on. Them. And at the, that point, you look back at yourself and say, you, you, you know, we made a mistake. We made a mistake mm -hmm. that we didn't take that player. And that's okay. You have to admit that you have to say, Hey, you know, we, we can't let that happen again. It slipped by us. And, uh, and then you move on. I, I think though, every day I'm learning something, whether it be something, you know, to do with the team or the staff, or how do we make the 73s better every day? I think, that's uh, that's on, on on all of us as a group, but I, I take it personally. And, and, you know, if we are making mistakes, hopefully we're we're changing them so we don't make the same mistake again. But mm. answer your question every single day, I'm, I'm learning something about the game, uh, you know, personalities, um, you know, relationships. I mean, which is which is one of the biggest things that, you know, to, to becoming a, a good coach or a good manager is making sure that, you know, you have the respect of the players and the staff and then uh, obviously are able to work with them and, and, and make sure that they're getting what they need. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Since you've been hired on, I, up to this point, what would you say is your favorite memory or maybe a favorite game that you've watched uh, the boys play? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> playoffs were exciting last year. It didn't end the way we wanted to. Um, my favorite memory would be probably the Moortown game. We were tied 1-1 uh, in that series. And that series was supposed to be tough. Like, you know, the year before, we we lost in the second round to Wheatley. I'm sorry, to, to Lakeshore. Uh, that was the COVID year. So we barely got by Wheatley. So it was that Moortown team was good. They, on paper, I think they matched up well against us. Um, and Kimmer scored that goal in overtime. Uh, I would say that that probably broke their heart. Uh, we ended up going back to Moortown and beating a four nothing in one of the best games we played all year. And they came home and, and, and um, I think the Carter, Connor and Bugsy line lit it up in the first period there oh. and, and then yeah. decided the series was going to be over. I, I would yeah. say, I would say as far as memories go, I mean, short term, I would say probably the Moortown uh, playoff game, mm. uh, game three in Essex was probably my, my most exciting time, I guess, as, as since mm. then. Uh, but, the, but the playoffs last year, even against Lakeshore, I felt were good. I think we played well. The injury bug got us there. But, uh, mm. but, but again, I, I don't, I'm not saying we should have won that series if everybody was healthy. Lakeshore right. had a really good mm. team. And yeah. uh, we uh, we needed to be at our best to to, to be in that series. I, and I feel like we were. I would have been nice to have another crack at him in Game Seven and see what happened. But uh, nevertheless, I would say that's probably one of my favorite memories up up to date is on the ice. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. You actually just brought him up there, our boy Connor. He has been. Uh, I thought he's another one of the guys on the team that's really come out of his shell this year. That's really been been playing well. Um, I see him kind of doing it on, on all aspects of, of the game. I see him doing stuff good and in, in our end and he's scoring goals and all of that. So can you just kind of touch on him and just how good he's been this season? Yeah, he's, he's like, he's like one of the other guys that you, you just mentioned not too long ago, you know, like Dembo has been a, a staple in our lineup here. Lucky he's been healthy. Him and we're lucky to have him and his brother. I mean, both mm. of them are, are big hockey guys. Uh, they love the game. They love the 73s uh Dembo's played played very well this year you know um again I think a lot of these guys put it on them that they have to get points you know and 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 I think now that the tides changed a little bit where no one's really looking at the points I think guys have bought in and you know the guy that maybe put his head down at the end of the game you know we maybe we won four nothing and he didn't get any points that guy hangs his head a little bit those guys aren't there anymore those guys are saying hey who cares we won that's all that matters. It doesn't matter. And Dembo's one of those guys. He's a team first guy. Uh, you know, he's, he's a steady player for us. He's, you know, he's, he's a guy that we can rely on. Uh, you can play in uh, like in a lot of situations, he plays some PP. Uh, I think most of the year so far, he's been playing with hammer and Halsey, which is uh, which, you know, I think they complement each other very well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he's just an all around good guy. We, you know, he was, we he had the C on one night here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was very proud of that. And uh, we were excited that it was on him as well. Again, many guys could wear it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, certainly Dembo's a, a really good guy. Uh, fits, fits in really good with the room. And uh, lucky to have him. That's Ethan's guy, man. Like, Ethan, yeah. like, every game I have to explain to him, like, he has to go off the ice, too. He, like, he can't be on the yeah. ice the whole game. Like, he, need, he needs to rest, too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I think, uh, you know, you got a couple of pitchers with them and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, and Connor, yeah. 
Dembo's good with that. He's anytime, like anytime you need, uh, he's got time. He, he helps out in the community. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything you need in the dressing room, he's he's there for you. He's just uh, just an all around good person. Yeah. So another guy you had just mentioned playing on that that line with Dembo and one of your longer tenured players, uh, Liam Hall. Talk about what you seen a player like Liam. I I know he's very heart and soul, and he's worn the C a couple of times this year. So talk about him. Yeah, he's been he's been unbelievable this year. I mean, uh, Halsey's a good player. Like, I mean, and and he was a good player last year. So I don't want to take anything away from him. But if you want to talk about a guy that took his game to another level, and I'm not talking about points. I mean, that guy put aside anything in his mind about points, uh, anything that you know. I, like he doesn't chirp um, and, and, and he can still beat the wheels off you. Like, don't, don't, uh, don't take that the wrong way. Like he'll, he'll mix it up and he'll stand up for his teammates. And uh, that guy has been absolutely incredible this year. Uh, Halsey has been great on and off the ice. Um, I know he volunteers his time uh, back in the community a lot too. Uh, he's been incredible in the dressing room. Uh, just a, uh, just a guy where, again, I, I, I sound like a broken record here, but we're really lucky to have Halsey <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, on the ice. He's playing the game the right way. You know, he's, he, there's nothing selfish. There's nothing half-ass. He works his bag off. Uh, you know, he sets the bar on this team. I'll tell you that he's, uh, he's been a staple in our lineup. And when he, when he got his knee banged up, uh, he's, he's one guy that I definitely missed in the lineup, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. incredible. Like I would say, you know, one of our best players this year, and I don't want to single anybody out because we got a lot of them, but uh, Halsey's been uh, been absolutely unbelievable this year. Uh, stepped it up from last year. Not that he played bad last year, but a different level this year, for sure. I think yeah. he got in a scrap the other night too, didn't he? Yeah, he fought in Dresden the other night. Th- things were going a little sideways there, so uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't blame him. There was a couple of – there was a couple of uh, – I don't know, like, like cracks and Firthy got into it. And I think there was a bunch of chirping. So I think he had to do it. So, so Halsey just said, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did a good job. He did a good job. He did what he had to do. So. Yeah. He, he knows when it's time and when it's not to and stuff like that. That's where he's good, but he's good like that. Um, yeah. So earlier this year, we brought in Lee, Lee skated with the boys. Um, did he gas him out or what? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, a lot of the boys <laughs> said it was a good, it was a good skate. I think we, uh, I think we brought him in the day, the night before we played in, in Lakeshore, if I remember correctly. So I don't know if that was the best decision on for the Lynch, but, uh, and, no, and it, Actually, that worked out good because we skated with Lakeshore the same night and we did not realizing that you guys played each other the next day. Oh, there you go. Good. Well, I'll tell you, the, the guys liked it. And, and anytime when you can bring in, uh, it, it goes like even with coaching coaches, right? Like there'll be times where, you know, um, uh, Lee will run a, run a practice and then there'll be a times where uh, Bugsy will run a practice and then Chatty and then Nines, you know, mm-hmm. having the different voices and the different practices definitely helps. So anytime you can bring in a guy like uh, Lee uh, to work on something like that, the guys enjoy it because it's a change of pace. Um, you know, they, and not that they get sick of hearing the same voices, but they, I think they appreciate the, uh, you know, the, the change uh once in a while and able to to be to be able to just and you know change the change the pace of practice right um mm-hmm. and again like i say our practices are are different based on what we feel like or what the coaching staff feels like we need to work on so but uh, it was nice to have him in you know i i was talking to him afterwards and hopefully uh when he's back in the area we can get him back out to another practice it was fun he, yeah he skated the shit out of you guys 
I was like, whoa, like watching them. I was like, I was like, the boys are going to be mad at us. <laughs> yeah. They, they make some pretty good skaters with some of those drills. They make some pretty good skaters on our team look like they're not like <laughs> trying to cross or trying to, you know, do some of these drills where you keep your knees together and turn. And it's mm-hmm. like, and the, yeah. and the craziest part too, is he said too, he's like, when he comes back, like, he's like, I want to, like, he wanted to focus more on the minor hockey side of it when he comes back, but he's, his one request was he wants to skate with you guys. Good. Oh, that's great. I, I think he, uh, like I say, I, I think the guys enjoyed having him out here. Uh, you know, his, his message to the team, whenever we get anybody at that level that'll want to come in and, and help us out, we're going to take it. I mean, you know, mm. uh, none of us have, skated at that level so it's 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 really nice when you we can get that kind of person in that's willing to to help us out and uh, we appreciated it for sure mm-hmm. so uh i know i'm asking a lot about your opinions on the players but i, I just love hearing it and i eat it up so uh, <laughs> i got another one just in your opinion and i'm, I'm sure the boys they're not going to take it personally but who do you think has uh the hardest shot or best shot whatever you mm-hmm. want to characterize that as or who has the best passing ability or eyes on the ice oh hardest shot man we got some shooters this year I'll tell you like um more so than last year I would say that we definitely got some shooters this year uh on the point uh on the point I would say Trife has a pretty good shot he when he snaps it around he's pretty good back there um I'm not taking away anything away from any of the other D uh best shot Man, I've seen, I've seen Firthy cracks, uh, hammer, Goody's got a good shot. Arch, man, you're you're killing me here. I, I don't know who has the best shot, honestly. I mean, I'd probably ask ask Caber or Brider. <laughs> they'd be able to tell you. Um, and, but so I would say that we probably have six, seven guys that can, you know, sling it around and 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 you know shoot the puck pretty hard. I, I mean, it's sometimes you watch it in practice, you're like, geez. Uh, Dem, uh, little DJ, little DJ's got a good shot too. Um, <clears throat> so does Dembo. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that's a tough question. I, I don't know who has the hardest shot. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I'll ask uh, Caver and Brider. They'll be able to give you an answer on that. Um, of course. Thank you. As far as, <laughs> as far as guys that see the ice well, um, I mean, probably one of the best guys that see it well is not in our lineup is probably Bugsy uh he's he's an all-around good player he's a really good passer um you know he's obviously been hurt now for a little bit um again I'm probably gonna leave somebody out so so it's I I hate doing that Arch (laughs) seems to find some different passing lanes than you'll ever see like I mean Mm -hmm. he he, he's put he's had some nice passes uh um sees the ice well uh our defensemen have been have been really good I I mean I, I feel like I'm I'm skirting the question here, but uh, <laughs> all good. It's all good. <laughs> we uh, we've got quite a few guys. Uh, you know, I, uh, as far as best guys, I don't know. Again, we've got a we've got a good deep group that uh, that plays the game the right way. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, can't really complain then. <laughs> right. I and I I don't want to offend uh, any of the boys by saying this, but they already know they already know that I I worship this guy like none other, and it's it's really disappointing he's gone back to school, but. Adam Dunn, like, I watched that guy play last year to this year, and he's been off from hockey, and he seemed to come right back even better. Like, he's 
incredible with his passing ability and just uses the board center of the ice, skates it up ice, stays in his zone. Like, he's he's perfect. I, I just love him as a player. Yeah, he, player and person. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the guy is, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, we when we signed him, we didn't know what would happen here to, at the deadline, which was uh, Tuesday. Uh, but we had talked to Donner ahead of time and Donner's taken seven courses in London at the University of Western Ontario. Uh, I believe he's in engineering and uh, it's, it's very, it's, it's very stressful on him. Um, at the beginning of the year, we're allowed to sign 25 guys. We generally try to keep it to 23, which is who we got to have at the end of the year. So we had 24 right up until we released Donner. Um, I agree with you hundred percent. And, and so does our staff. I mean, he comes in here after not playing, uh, after not playing hockey, I think he's playing intramurals in London and uh, comes in here and, you know, it fits right in, it, you know, it doesn't miss a beat and uh, he sees the ice well. he's shifty. He, he very rarely gets beat. Um, he knows, you know, he's a good passer. He knows when to skate the puck. He's just, he's on, he's on a, on a really high level. I mean, we'd love to have him here, but we understand his commitment. Uh, we're lucky because we did APM, so we'll get to see him for hopefully 10 more games, maybe down right. the stretch. stretch. Uh, hopefully we stay healthy. That'd be the biggest thing. But uh, mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%, Tristan. I mean, that uh, Dunner's a, a great kid, and uh, he came home during the holidays, and and I asked him if he wanted to play, and he was excited about it, and we were, we were very excited to have him. So mm -hmm. he did yeah. a great job in those four games. Oh, did he ever? I was I was watching, and I always watched him last year. He was the guy who I was locked when he stepped on the ice. Like Ant, you said, Ethan Ethan watches Dembinski, and wishes yeah. he would never leave. That was me with Adam Dunn. But <laughs> I just I saw him this year. He was wearing three instead of his usual ten because Crank uh, yep. he took uh, ten, and I just was like, that little bugger looks like Adam Dunn, and I'm like <laughs> sitting here, I'm like, oh shit, it is him. Like I saw his face come around the boards. I'm like. Oh, he must be home on Christmas break. So that's awesome. Yeah. So is there any, uh, would he be eligible to play for playoffs with that AP status? Okay. Yeah. He's got 10 games left. So uh, now that he's, uh, he's, he is signed up to play juvenile. Um, and since we signed him, uh, we had to release him obviously, mm -hmm. uh, but there's no waivers in our league. So he gets, uh, he got, and, and he didn't want to play. He only wants to play here. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I asked him, he, when he left left for Western, if he had any interest in playing junior B uh, up in the London area and then uh, asked him if he wanted to play, uh, you know, at our level up there and, and he wanted to concentrate on school. But we made kind of a deal that, you know, when he came home, he would play here, which is great. And now that he's gone, we we've got him signed here for the next for 10 games and he can play playoffs. He can play games down the stretch. Um, he'll be a big asset for us if, uh, you know, if we need a defenseman uh you know he obviously knows how to play the game and uh knows all the boys in the room uh would love to have him here full-time obviously but uh, certainly understand what his commitment's at uh hopefully if hopefully next year we can do the same thing we'll get him signed to a card and we'll see him uh the first half of the year and then uh figure it out from there he's a he's a kid that we'd love to have around anytime mm -hmm. so you mentioned the trade deadline so it was tuesday seven o'clock was the trade deadline I just kind of want to know how it was for you that day. I know you guys didn't make any moves or anything like that. Obviously, you guys are pretty um, confident in, in what you guys have. So I just want to know, did you receive some phone calls? Was there interest in any other guys and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah always. Like uh, that, those, 
the weekend of the trade deadline, usually the week leading up and then the weekend of the deadline, and then certainly the, the Monday, Tuesday this year, which was the day before, quite a few phone calls. Um, uh, I talked to uh, three teams in our, in our league, uh, and then uh, the junior B teams, the two junior B teams. Um, honestly, we weren't looking to make a trade. Uh, we, we were really comfortable with we, what we had. We heard that there might be some opportunities uh, from uh, uh, two junior B teams, uh, which I talked to. Um, and, you know, we passed on, we passed on one player that ended up uh, going somewhere else. Um, but honestly, we feel like we've got a good group here. I mean, we've, we've battled through some injuries. Uh, you know, we look at, we look at our board and say, okay, we're going to bring somebody in, but who are we going to let go of? Who, who are we going to trade? Like, um, and, and aside from skill, you know, the way the room is right now is really good. Like the guys all get along. They all have beers together on the weekends or do what they got to do. And, uh, it, we do have a really good group here. So we had to be careful with, you know, upsetting the room, um, on the flip side, we owe it to uh, we owe it to our, our team and our organization to put the best twenty three guys in the room. And if there was a better player that came around that we felt like could replace one of our guys, we might have made a deal. Uh, but we never got to that point. Um, there wasn't a whole ton of signings in our in our uh, in our division or in our league in the Stobs. There was uh, Lakeshore signed two guys. Um, I think there was some, uh, I believe Wheatley signed a player from Dresden. There was a trade there. And uh, I don't know if Amherstburg made any move, other moves. So I would have to, I know they signed Braden Burke uh, from Leamington. Uh, but I, th honestly, there wasn't a ton of movement. Um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the movement was earlier in the year. Uh, we've only, we've only released three players this year and, you know, full transparency. It was uh Colton Kuvion, we signed. We didn't know how it was going to work out. Would have been nice to have Kuv stick around. He's an 01, tough player, uh, great family. Um, we, we would have liked to have Kuvs around. Uh, you know, he he's battling a few injuries right now, and we couldn't keep him around. Uh, obviously, we had to release Dunner. Um, so, really, the only move we made was one at the beginning of the year. Um, it was a tough one, but we made one at the beginning of the year. So, as far as trade deadlines go, uh, we were extremely happy with what we had, you know, uh, um, if the right opportunity would have came, would we have made a move? Yeah, probably. But I think we would have had to be careful of it. And, uh, we didn't find a fit that we felt like could, uh, could step in and, and replace any of our guys. So kudos to the guys. They've worked their bag off in the room, you know, to stay here. And now, uh, you know, now the tough part comes about putting, okay, we got the best 23 guys in the room, but now we put the best 20 guys on the ice. Right. So, mm -hmm. Hey, uh, you know, uh, hopefully that's the incentive to keep working hard here and making sure they stay in the lineup. Mm -hmm. So without saying names, you mentioned a player that you guys passed on. Did this player end up going to Lakeshore? Uh, no. <laughs> no? no. Okay. Cause I know no. there was a guy who, who got dropped. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know what? I'll just say his name, uh, Bryce Scarlett. Yes. I know he went back to Lakeshore, but well, um... they own his rights. Hey, Tristan. Okay. Like, uh, because he played there last year. Mm -hmm. um, so even we, we wouldn't have had an opportunity on him unless Lakeshore would have passed. And, and they okay. Bryce, is a, Bryce is a very good player. Mm -hmm. um, he, I, I don't know if it was his decision or if he got let go. I, I'm not privy to that information, but 
Uh, we wouldn't have had an opportunity with Bryce because uh, Lakeshore owns his rights for two years after. Okay. He leaves. So, um, and the other guy was the, uh, I believe was LeBlanc and uh, LeBlanc, LeBlanc came from uh, LaSalle. Uh, and I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't talk to LaSalle about any potential moves this year. So uh, they're, they're kind of a, a aligned with Lakeshore. So, okay. you know, it makes it tough to, to get anybody out of LaSalle. It was, it was tough to get hammer out of there in the off season. Um, but we were lucky enough to get him. Uh, but those are the two ads. We didn't have a chance with Scarlett because, um, because he, he was property of Lakeshore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's crazy how all that goes. How like all the rights and all like, I wouldn't be able to keep track of all that shit, man. Uh, it's, uh, you can go like, it, it's not like, you don't have to keep it all in your head. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, we, for the most part, we know the players in the league and whose rights they own. But if you have any questions, because you can't talk to any players on the other team, it's can obviously considered tampering. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we have a player that we think is a free agent, we want to talk to, uh, we can uh, we can email or call the league and they can let us know what their status are. Or, or we can go right on HCR as well, which is where we where I log all the information for our players uh, and keep our um, it's Hockey Canada registry. We can go on there, type in the player's name and then see if he's uh if he's who his rights are owned by and whether or not he's been released so uh it makes it kind of simple if you have to or if you you know if you know that there's somebody available before you give him a call uh you can you can go on there and, and make sure that that uh you know you, you're not doing anything wrong by by talking to him so essentially it's kind of like a hockey database kind of deal for the yeah, for yeah everybody pretty, in the league. pretty much pretty much it tracks everybody in the oha um uh, so, so if, if, if there's a player, for instance, uh, you know, uh, Arch, like, uh, Arch went and played, uh, in the States last year after he left Markham, he was playing for the Markham Royals, but in order for me to talk to him or, or finalize the deal, I actually had to go through Markham because they still own his rights. They kept them, they kept, they protected him. Uh, and you're only allowed to protect, protect 23 players after January 10th. So, um, I actually had to go through Markham and, and had I not known that uh, I know the guy in Markham, so it made it pretty easy, but had I not known that and I would have talked to him and signed him, I could, we could have got fined. So mm -hmm. you always do your background check. It only takes a few minutes and make sure that uh, you're not doing anything wrong by calling a player. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, I know it's behind the scenes stuff and some people might find it boring, but I don't. So I might as well ask you since I got you here. Um, <laughs> what, how how do cards work so is it like a like talk about the contractual agreement like is there a yearly limit you can sign players to a card or does it renew yearly yep yeah that's not that's uh that's a good question we have 35 cards that we can use throughout the year so you can basically you can sign up to 25 before january 10th any any team in the oha which which in, the oha includes the oj the the, the gojhl and ourselves as far as junior hockey goes. Um, so anybody in the, at that level can sign 25 players at the, at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's really just a, there, there's actually, there's a waiver that the players need to sign. There's a Hockey Canada card that I have to fill out. They don't have to sign. The, the PGHL agreement is an agreement that they do have to sign. Uh, that's basically stating that uh, we own, the Essex 73s own their rights. Um, you know, we have the ability to trade them anywhere in the league. Um, you know, once they sign with us, um, 
I don't think in junior hockey, there's a ton of that that goes on. I think most of the time you're talking to the player, you know, I, there's trades that happen. There's no doubt we've done it too. Trades that happen without talking to the player, but uh, it really depends on the player that, that you have, I think. Um, but you, so you get, you get up to 35 cards. Uh, once you use a card, it's gone. You can't, even if you signed a player for one game, that card's gone. Um, you can have 25 guys on your, on your um, HCR roster at any time up until January 10th. Uh, on January 10th, you go down to 23 cards and that's where you stay for the rest of the year. Uh, you get 19 APs uh, to, to add to your you know, list. And then that obviously that creates another, another set of rules. But as far as cards go, a hockey card is really a PGHL agreement that uh, the players sign, I sign, and um, that, that obviously gives us his rights for the season. You keep his rights until, um, you keep that player's rights until, so, so the following year, nobody, nobody's a free agent again. Like you, you, whoever you played for the year before, they still own your rights. So it's not like you can jump around teams. Okay. Um, obviously, if, if there's a player that isn't gonna play on your team the, the following year, you can trade, trade him, uh, you can trade his rights. Uh, or, you know, for us, um, if we're recruiting players, you know, we've got to take that into consideration when we sign guys, it, it, even last year with us going, like turning over our roster as much as we did last year, we didn't, I think we used 32 cards. We didn't even get to 35. Mm. So it's rare that that would happen. Uh, you never know. You never know when it will happen, but it's rare that you would, you would use that many cards. So, um, I don't know if I explained that well enough to you, Tristan. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I got one more thing that's kind of, a, it's more like a question about the stipulations and rules when it comes to higher up leagues. So like uh, you mentioned it, that's all inclusive with GOJHL, OJHL, and PJHL. Uh, what about guys who come down from like CCHL? How does that work? Because I know Josh Root a few years ago, he was CC. Then he came down to, so is that included or is it a separate package that comes with that? The CCHL isn't part of the OHA. It's part of the OHF, which okay. every, the OHA is under the OHF. So it's okay. Hockey Canada, OHF, OHA, and then your leagues fall under that. Um, so the CCHL, we did have to pay for Josh's rights okay. uh, when he came back uh, that year. Uh, and of course, like the, uh, generally the first thing that happens is a player will get a hold of another player on the team and say, Hey, is there any interest? And then from that point, I'll contact the general manager of the team and ask for permission to talk to the player. Um, and some GMs will say yes, you know, in Josh's situation or in, you know, other situations on where the player is not going to come back there next year anyways, like Josh was coming home. So, you know, that, that, that general manager, it wasn't an issue to talk to, talk to okay. Josh. Um, and, you know, same thing with Arch and same thing with, uh, you know, even, even when you talk to general managers and you get a deal in place, um, you know, when we got a deal in place for Goody or whatever, you still want to talk to the player and make sure they're bought in, interested in coming. Uh, but you always got to talk to general manager, try to get the deal finalized before, or, or at least get permission to talk to the player. I would say most, most GMs at a higher level when a player is coming down, we'll let you talk to them. Like, okay. you know, I would say for the most part there, unless there's a situation where you say, Hey, can I talk to the player? And they say, no, um, then you can't, you don't call them. You, you wait to, to try to work out a deal, right. but you know, you always want to find out what the status of the player is, you know, not that any GMs were, would be crooked enough to, to send you a player that said he quit, but you never know. You want to see where their buy-in is. 
Um, you know, and, and, you know, even, even, you know, Justin Soltz, if we're talking to players, you know, mm-hmm. when we got cracks back, I, I wanted to talk to cracks first to see if he, if he wanted to be here, you know, um, the players also have to sign a consent form when they come back uh, mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can't take a player that's played in Leamington, um, sign him to a, a team that's maybe not close to us. And the player says, well, I don't want to play there, you know, so it's got to be coming back. It's got to be, you can trade players within the league to whoever you want without their, their consent, but coming back, the team's got to consent to the team they're coming back to. So okay. the best thing to do, honestly, there's not, most of the GMs are pretty easy to talk to. If somebody, you know, certainly if somebody walked in, you know, the office here today and said, I don't want to play in Essex anymore. Uh, you know, I'd say, well, where do you want to go? And then, you know, I'd work out a deal with that GM and, and let that GM talk to him before, before I, that, that doesn't happen all the time. I mean, there are times with trades where, We've had, we had a trade that went south one time because it was contractual to us talking to the players and one of our players didn't want to go to another team. So the, the, the trade fell apart, which, which wasn't a good situation. So um, it, it, the trade situation is usually different from, you know, a drop down situation where guys are coming back. So, gotcha. um, yeah. So anyways, to answer your question, most of the time it's a, it's a phone call. Hey, do you mind if I talk to this guy? There's a really good chance the GM knows about it anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly the first thing, you know, if a player does text you, the first thing you do is say, Hey, did you get permission to talk to us? And, and, you know, it's always nice to get a text or a call in writing to, or a text or an email to say, Hey, you have permission to talk to so-and-so. Yeah. Um, last thing I have for you, last question I want to ask you is the future of, of the squad. Do you see any guys that are not necessarily there now that are going to be maybe coming up through the ranks that you're excited to see? Um, slide on that shirt oh for sure I mean I think I mentioned a couple of our APs I mean these are guys that are probably going to have some or could potentially have some junior B opportunities um, a lot of the APs that have came out to, to play with us uh, I mean those are some of the guys you focus on some of the younger players um, and again we don't know what next year is going to bring either I, next year is Next year's up to me and, and and guys like me and Riley to talk about next year. Uh, we don't talk about next year in the room too much. We talk about this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we want the coaches' input when we decide the players on our team this year. But next year, there's there's we've got some some irons in the fire, if you will. Um, but again, there's uh, it's not something that we're we're talking about as a as a staff. It's more you know, guys like myself and Riley trying to plan on, you know, what our team's going to look like next year um, with the overage situation uh, with the junior B cards, you got to take all that into consideration. We got four junior B cards four, and we got four OAs. Uh, we got seven O2s right now, which are all OAs next year. So, you know, that time will come. They're going to, we're going to see how it shakes out here this year and figure out what we're going to do next year. But uh, it, we would be, it would be poor planning to not have a plan for next year uh, and uh, not necessarily from recruiting, but what, what our team's going to look like next year too. Like, uh, are there anybody, is there anybody that's going to move up? You know, uh, is, is Gooby going to want to, is Goobermont going to want to move up? I, I don't know. Like it's going to be not. up to him, right? We certainly <laughs> encourage it. We certainly <laughs> encourage it. We want, we want to be here to help develop if we can, mm-hmm. but you know, on the flip side, we'd love to keep them. So it's, 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 uh, it's up to the player and, mm-hmm. And uh, you never know, right? We've had guys that, um, like Cranker, he was asked, he's, he's asked every year if he wants to play junior B, and he says no. Um, 
like that's not like I'm the Dembinski's, uh, Shirky, uh, you know, Balmy, Braddy, like the, all these guys have opportunities to go to these camps at the beginning of the year and they want to stay, which, which is good for us. And at exit interviews, we'll, we'll, we'll get a feel for who's doing what next year and who wants to, who, who's committed to coming back and, and then figure it out from there. So mm -hmm. that's yep. next year's problem. This year's, this year's very exciting. We want to get our injury, injured guys back yeah. and, uh, and put the best product that we can on the ice here and, and hopefully uh, be able to compete for a championship at the end of the year. For yeah. sure. So in my last question here, in speaking when you mentioned irons in the fire and development and along that uh, same uh, frame of thought, I just want to ask, is there a rule as it pertains to OHL drafted players? So obviously the OHL team would want them to play junior B if they're not in the OHL for experience. But is there ever a situation where an OHL drafted player would go down to the PJHL as a third tier? Yeah. Um, last year we offered a couple players that were drafted cards and, and we, so we'll even get as, as involved in talking to the OHL general manager to say, where's the best fit for the player. Um, so players, well, this is going to be my opinion and it's not an opinion that I may share with, with, uh, everybody there, there might be guys that disagree. So, but my opinion is if, if you get drafted, uh, in the OHL and you can't crack a junior B team, there are players that will go down an AP, uh, and play midget triple a, and then AP with, with teams like Leamington. Mm. And certainly if that's what they want to do, uh, you know, that's good, good for them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a player's choice. We're not going to, Maybe, you know, we're not going to get in a situation where we upset uh, a player to a point, you know, where he doesn't know what to do. So, uh, you know, we'll, we give him an option as a 16 year old that got drafted. We only get one 16 year old card. Mm -hmm. uh, we can offer that 16 year old. We've offered uh, draft picks before. And of late, I can't, I got to think back to, I think Bryce Ryan who took it. But mm -hmm. uh, up until then, like as a 16 year old, we haven't had, any players that got drafted come to our level. Um, they, now, having said that, I think a drafted player would develop with us. Uh, and I'm not saying right. they're not going to develop with AAA, but some people go back into uh, into AAA uh, to try to get the the uh, U18 draft or, or the next draft. Uh, and, and like we have some players like McBride and stuff like that that got drafted in that draft. Mm -hmm. So some people will go back to that draft. And, you know, we certainly support that. I mean, at the end of the day, we, uh, we can only do what we can do. We put our sales pitch on a player to say, Hey, we'd love to have you here. Hopefully you can develop to, to get to the OHL next year. If we can do that for you. Great. Um, and you know, the junior B teams are putting a, a sales pitch on them too, to say, Hey, you know, you go play triple a and the triple a teams want them. And quite frankly, um, hockey Canada wants those players to return to midget, you know, for the most part, that's why they only give us one card. Um, but at the end of the day, we do our best to try to get the player here. Um, we had a really good 16 year old class come out this year. I mean, really good. And, uh, you know, if I could have signed more, I might've, uh, but, um, to answer your question, it, it really depends on what the player wants to do. The trend right now is, you know, I mean, with Gooby, we wanted to be here uh, and I know there were a couple of other guys that if we would have offered them the spot they would have been here um, but the, some of the draft picks have gone back to play triple a and, and AP and junior B level mm -hmm. that's a that's a personal choice I, I'm not sure I, again if the players drafted I, I'm I think we can help them develop here 
I think they're playing again. I, I think they're playing against some older people that maybe a little tougher, a little, little bigger, a little stronger. Yeah. But again, it's up to the, it's up to the players and, and parents. I mean, I, to be honest with you, we won't, we won't get to the point where we're putting too much pressure on a, a player. If they want to do that, then, you know, good, good for them. I, I think right. they should do what they want. For sure. Yeah. Well, and you, there's also a flip side of that coin where, right, where a player can just, if they're too low down, they can just dominate and they kind of remain stagnant. They never really grow in any respect of their game because they're already ahead of that level. Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest with you, like we have two, two of the Windsor AAA kids, uh, McCabe and Travis Savick that have, that signed AP cards with us. And a lot of them, we would have signed more, but a lot of them have signed uh, junior B cards too. Mm-hmm. And those guys have came out and been absolutely unbelievable. Like, I mean, you know, and they enjoy being here, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they like playing with their triple A team too, but I mean, there are these, those guys can play at this level and, and they've, they've proven it when they've come out. So it's, it's a tough decision. I understand that for the players, you know, sometimes there's a financial situation. Sometimes it's, Hey, we want to get, you know, try to maximize the ACE time this year. I know the, the regional TELUS Cup tournaments uh, in Windsor. So there's probably some incentive there for some scouts to come down. Uh, but quite frankly, we've got scouts at our games looking at our guys too. So, um, you know, it's, it's up to the players, you know, at, at camp, we try to get, you know, at mini camp, we try to get the best 16 year olds back and from there narrow it down and, and hopefully, uh, you know, have an opportunity with, with one of them. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's just the reason I bring up that, dominance at, at the level of junior C is because I remember well it was bef- the year before COVID when Essex suffered that second round loss uh, to Lakeshore I remember a guy I believe he was uh, OHL drafted I could be wrong but he honestly didn't belong at that level uh, it was Jake Nimmo <laughs> just watching him it was very like he he's upper echelon when it comes to playmaking and I don't know what the deal was with his his OHL club, but watching him on, on Lakeshore was pretty freaky, especially when he was, when he was younger. Yeah. Well, they got, they, they, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, the, the four overagers that they had last year were all junior B players like uh, LaRue, um, Jacques, uh, Weston and, 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 and uh, Nemo mm-hmm. were all like high end junior B players. And, and when you get those guys back, it's it's huge it's huge you know you're, you're not getting an average junior b guy back you're getting a guy that you know put up points and, and has come back to play his over a oa year with uh with a and those are the guys quite honestly that you need i mean i mm-hmm. i hate to say it but even like the the drop down players you know generally help you out because they're older more mature played at a higher level now having said that those guys came back and wanted to win they they weren't guys that just came back to go through the motions. So, right. uh, you know, it, those four guys in particular um, were obviously a big part of, of why they won a Schmaltz Cup last year. So, mm-hmm. for sure, Mike, this has been great, man. Yep. Shit. We we are hammering yeah. you for for a little bit. <laughs> oh, it's good. Hey, I, I I enjoy talking to you guys about it, and uh, I'm glad you guys uh, are interested and you guys have supported us very well. So I, I mentioned it to you Ant, and, and you Tristan, if there's any, ever anything you guys uh, need or, or I can help out with, just let me know. We appreciate uh, all your support. We like seeing you guys at the games and uh, yeah, it's uh it's a really good fit for us. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, Mike. Thanks so much, buddy. Yeah. Hey, thank, thank you. Guys. A pleasure. I, I appreciate it. it. Me as well. It was nice talking to you guys. I lost my five with time. My numbers are bad.
shelter help.